it's as simple as I want to see everyone have equal opportunities. Like if I want to build uh, the next Spotify, I should be able to do that. Yes. Hey, my name is Innocent Maginga and you're listening to the Learnability Podcast. For individuals seeking growth, we've created this open-ended exploration into our ability and desire to learn. I guess you could call it a combination of what we know and how we learn. So in conversation with individuals, either speaking from experience, belief or science, we seek to find answers to how to navigate and win in this information age. All right. Welcome, Jean. Thank you. Thank you. We're uh, visited here today at the park by Jean Rose, yeah. <laughs> builder of uh, the network. She's yeah. up. Yeah. So how are you doing? What you got I, going on? Um, I am good, I would say. Uh, I think I could be better. I could be uh, more energetic, but things right. are moving forward. So yeah, I'm yeah. thankful. And um, because the the summer is the the sun is coming out now, yeah. we're starting <laughs> to get into better periods. But that that hasn't helped you in the energy levels, or uh, to be honest, it has. Yeah. It has in a way. But I think uh, as we we're talking about before, it's kind of like. You know, when you have days that are really good and then other days that are, they end up being several days yeah. where you like lose your motivation and energy. So that's kind of where I am now and just trying to find my way back. But we're going to get there. I'm going to meet with my coach later on today. Yeah, I was going to ask, what do you do when you get in that uh, dip phase? Yeah. So you have a coach? Yeah. yeah. So one of my really close friends, she's a certified coach. And when she found out I was in this, she's like, okay, we're going to solve this. Oh. Let's do something about this. So she's going to help me try to get out. So generally, I try to find help from other people. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you're a person who helps other people. Yeah. You build this network, but yeah. also people who help people of course. need help from other people. Of course. I think it's That's a good so message. important. You can't do everything on your own. Like you have to have people around you. Yeah. I wouldn't be anywhere like unless for the people around me, to be honest. Wow. We will get in more on your journey. Yeah. But. Uh, let us know what you do. What's She's Up and what's yeah. the mission with that? Okay, good. So She's Up started off as a network yeah. for young female entrepreneurs, basically to increase the level of women in the business world as leaders. Yeah. Uh, so my idea was like, if we can get more female entrepreneurs to build successful businesses, like the next Spotify and Skype, then we'll automatically have them in leadership positions. So we'll see more of a balance, like a more equal society or like business world so that was the aim so creating success stories that yes that other people can uh, other look up to. women can relate to and look exactly, up to exactly yeah. exactly and also just paving the way for them to yeah. build really good businesses finding the capital and all that beautiful stuff as yes, well yeah yes. <laughs> so how did you get into this give us maybe a bit of your journey and yeah. where did the Maybe even before the idea came, mm. where do you want to start? Yeah, where, where do I start? Uh, I normally start with, uh, so I grew up in like Vecchio, like a really small town in Sweden, oh, for yeah? those of you who don't know. Is it outside of Gothenburg, right? No, no people think that. I'm so bad at Because people are like, your accent sounds like you're from Gothenburg. Yeah. I was like, no. Vecchio. <laughs> Vecchio is in Småland, so like, oh, yeah, yeah, more towards Jönköping, kind of. Yes, yeah. that's right. So more south, I would say. So you grew up there until you were... About 16. Okay, And then How we moved that? to the UK. Let's, yeah, let's hear a little bit more about Vecchio. Vecchio was amazing. Yeah? Yeah. It was amazing. Like, in terms of, like, growing up as a young child, it's really good. 
it's really, the challenge is that when you come in as an outsider and it's a smaller town, yeah. that could be a bit challenging. But I think that the way society looks now, it, it's a bit better. Okay. Say, yeah. So at six, 16, you yeah. moved to London. What yeah. was the reason for that move? Uh, we had my dad, so he got a job in mm. the UK mm. uh, and it was like a really good job opportunity. So he basically said that the whole family has to move and I'd actually just chosen my uh, high school choice. Oh, yeah, that's so that I was period. like, I'm going to get into this school, like really happy, so proud. And the funny thing is that they were giving out laptops at that school. <laughs> so I was like, dad, <laughs> I'm not going to get my laptop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it a Mac as well? Like, no, no, okay, no, right. the old PC. Okay. <laughs> So you had to switch your school choice yeah. and apply for a school in London, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. So I had to start all over again and then start like finding new friends. Because, you know, at that age, you have your friends, especially mm. in a small town. You grow yes. up with like your doggies, like your friends from nursery. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> So course. all those people were there and I was like, am I leaving this now? Yeah. Uh, but it worked out really, really well. And we ended up settling really well in the UK. Yeah. So I loved it. Yeah. And the transition went smooth, like... Uh, I wouldn't say super smooth, no. <laughs> <laughs> but relatively. I think the biggest challenge was the language. Like, even though you know English, like when you move and you actually have to start studying in English fully. Yes. And like you're studying complex subjects for like for a 16-year-old and you're doing all of that in English. Yes. Uh, I think that was the hard. And also like the culture. Mm. Like, I felt like it was really different, like coming as a Swedish kid. And especially from a smaller city in yeah, Sweden. Yeah, like the safety net. And then yeah. mom's like, oh, you can't go out, you can't do this. Because it's like, and I remember like this is a bit off topic. Yeah. But like the first day we got there in the news, like not far from where we lived, mm. they had like a horrible story about a girl who got kidnapped and raped oh, and all that no. kind of stuff. And I was like, no. And yeah. that's literally the first thing we get hit by in the news. Okay. Like day two. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So what what did you study then? Uh, what uh, line did you pick? Uh, the thing is, it wasn't like set up as lines. So there you could choose different ways. You could choose to go like more to a college where yeah. you choose like a track. Yeah. Or you could do the more academic route. So you choose subjects. And okay. I went the academic route wow. and chose uh, like business. I actually studied media. I was really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. <laughs> And then I did accounting and psychology, which I was really good at psychology. All actually. right. Yeah. People connection and... Uh, yeah, understanding humans and people and their behavior and all that kind of stuff. And I'm guessing you've brought a lot of that with you, both both the business side, yeah. the psychology. Yeah. Some media. Some yeah, media, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though I wasn't the strongest. <laughs> you caught some media. <laughs> it came at a later stage. All right. So when did the idea or, yeah, she's up? When did ah, that? Okay, yeah. So that's actually like, it's a weird story because it started off when I started working after university yeah. with like uh, um, small to medium sized enterprises. So we were financing their businesses like at a really early stage. So you kept on with the business life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I studied at university as well. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And then I went into working with that and I found that, let's say I had a, because I was a client manager, so if I had a portfolio of like 30 clients, mm. I would have about five of them that were women. And for me, that felt a bit like we're giving you money, like mm. literally we're offering you 
money to grow your business but they're not taking it or I, I don't know what's happening like Was I didn't understand that they're not applying there's not yeah, yeah kind of but I didn't like I just found that weird mm. but I didn't look more into it but I think that's where my like interest started it started like fizzling out basically you saw a problem that yeah and I was yeah. like what's this yeah and then I started working I changed tracks and I started working at big corporates yeah. and closer to like Uh, uh, leadership boards like executive boards and found the similar problem problematic there as well that there were like very few females in like the leadership mm. uh, regardless of what industry it was like it could be anything and it was still the same kind of like uh, the same people yeah, yeah, yeah the same yeah. structure and at that point I was like okay this is not fair we can't have only men in entrepreneurship like the ones building businesses mm. and only men like owning big corporates or like running big corporates as well that doesn't represent the world no mm. definitely not so that's where I was like okay what can I do to contribute to mm. this and how old were you by this time I was uh, what was I when I first my, when I got my first job I was like 22 yeah. 21 yeah, yeah 22 and then yeah so around 24-ish yes but somewhere along that line I, st I tried to start my own company yes okay <laughs> what was that <laughs> Uh, so me and my friend had been to Uganda mm. and we both obviously fell in love and we're like, okay, we're going to stay here. We're going to live here. And then we wanted to start a company that kind of sold recruitment services oh, yeah. to big corporates. Okay. But we wanted to train young adults, like uh, university students. In, in this, Yeah, in Uganda. Because we, that's where we were working with university students mm. and a lot of them couldn't find jobs after which we thought was really stupid because they're really smart and like yeah. they're highly educated and all that kind of stuff. But they, there weren't enough jobs for them. So we're like, if we can train them in IT and like a basic IT support, mm. then we can kind of get them jobs at big corporates that need the IT support. Okay, so take their academic background, yeah. add some work skills yeah. and they can transition into the job market. Exactly. Smart. Exactly. How did that go? It didn't go well. No, yeah. <laughs> At all. <laughs> the way you presented it, it sounded like, like it was... It's uh, a finished idea. Yeah. <laughs> What it was the challenges well. there? Uh, I think the challenges was that both of us lived here. So I oh. was here in Sweden. She's Danish. And then also the bu bureaucracy. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was really challenging. Even though we had support, yeah. we didn't find like, yeah, it was just too challenging. Okay. So we stopped. But it sounds like it. you learned from it. Yeah. Was one thing maybe the research before? Beforehand? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we were so optimistic. Yes, like, yeah. there's a problem. Of course we can solve it. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing that you have to do this, this, this. Yes. Yeah. But I guess you really need those... Uh, I don't even want to call it a failure. Yeah. It's just that trying, that experiment. Learning, yes. yeah. yeah. Learning opportunity. Yeah. So you took that uh, first business try. Yeah. <laughs> realized maybe some challenges yeah. and found also where um, you can, where support is needed. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah? Exactly. And I think at that point, I also felt like I actually want to run my own business. This is something I want to do. Yeah. All right, so you had that experience. Yeah. When did you decide? Was this directly after, like, okay, I tried that no. business? No. No, this was like, uh, I think about a year after or two years after. I ended up in a different job and I ended up, unfortunately, having like not a very good boss. Mm. And at that point, I was like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. I need to work for myself and I'm never going to let anyone like 
treat me that way again. What type of job was that? This was like a normal corporate job in in like a big corporate. Okay. Yeah. And there was uh, you, there was no way of you uh, changing the environment or affecting the boss. I'm guessing. No, no, no. I didn't see a way out no. at all. I didn't see a way out. So my way out was to start something of my own. Yourself. Yeah. But then the problem comes in where I didn't. I was new to Stockholm. Yeah. And I didn't have the network, and I didn't have people around me. Mm. But I love uh, like relationship building. Yeah. So I was okay. Let me use what I do have, which is like the relationship building, and build a network. And then maybe that way I can find other people. <laughs> okay, so you started from that end. Yes. Connecting with people. <laughs> exactly. And who did you connect with, and what did that result in the connections um, you made? At first, I actually just contacted my friends, and I was like, I want to do this. Do you know any like super cool entrepreneurs that want to come and inspire us basically yeah, yeah. about their journey? Did you have the name by then or was it just like uh, Yeah, I had the name because yeah. in my head it was like it started off as she supports her yeah. and I was like okay that's too long so let's just <laughs> cut it. <laughs> okay, so she's up. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So that's what it stands for mm. and then we started building on that basically and it just started off with me like emailing like the city of Stockholm basically saying that this is a really good initiative for mm helping more women to get into the business world. Do you want to like support us with like uh, financing the hall and also food and all that kind of stuff? Because I didn't have the money. Mm, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, you're a and they said yes. They said yes. Yeah. Stockholm City. Yeah. That's fantastic. We have such a great ecosystem here in Stockholm yeah. that fosters a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. So you had a, was that the first event? That was the first event in um, November 2016. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing it was a success since this yes. later became the business that's running today. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we just yeah, I think from there on we just kept on doing events and events and I started seeing a need of like more workshop kind mm. of uh, like they wanted to learn more and like build their network even wider because there is a power in networking mm. and also learning from other people because I think that's what we started seeing that it wasn't just the people on the like on the stage telling them like how they've done their journey but it was like everyone else in the network yeah, yeah okay yeah when we look at like tech startups or mm. uh, if you're working on a tech startup or have the idea there's sort of a rule or a concept of launching mm. the first version of the product and iterating along yeah. the way. Yeah. It sounds like you did the same, yeah. even though it's not a tech uh, product that mm. you designed, it's still a product. Yeah. So you did the first event, you realize, yeah. okay, workshopping. Exactly. And then next steps. Exactly. I think that what you're saying is so important yeah. because you can have like a massive plan and then you realize that your customers, and for me, it was all the women coming to the event. They're like, we want this. Then I need to do what they want. Yes, the direct feedback. Exactly. And leave it open for that. So exactly. you don't have, no, this is our plan. This is what up is. Exactly. up is what you want it to be. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's so important to build with your customer and create that community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you see like, I find that, you know, all these influencers and their businesses, they already have a customer base. They already have like a following mm. that believe in them, that understand them and that they actually listen to. So they want to help them build their businesses. That's so I think smart. that's really, really smart. Yeah. It's a good approach. And have you put any processes in to really enhance the feedback process? Yeah. So you send out like maybe questionnaires yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Mentimeter is a savior, honestly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> when Mentimeter came, that's all we use at the events. So we would force them to give us feedback at yes. the end of the event Smart. just to see like, 
Who would you want us to invite? What was good with the event? What like what extra touches could we do to make it a bit more valuable for you? Very and smart. And that's how we've like kind of developed it. So you've kept on developing it. You had yeah. the first event in December 2016. Yeah, November 2016. Yeah. November. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, where are you today with the whole... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so now it's grown into something completely different. Yeah. Uh, so now we're actually Changing running again, exactly yes. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> no, but now we launched the accelerator program. Mm-hmm. So it's more of like a structured program to help them, like from start to scratch. Okay. Uh, Could you explain the, what a li- little bit more of what yeah. a accelerator program is? So you apply to the program. Yeah. So you apply to the program and anyone can pretty much apply. We had different categories. So you could be really early yeah. in an idea stage, but you kind of need to know what you're doing. Yeah. So or you, you send in a pitch. like yeah, yeah. So you send in more like kind of based on the NABC pitch model. So like what's your need? What's your approach? What's your benefit? And what's your competition? Mm. So just an overview of who are you and what's your business idea? Yeah. And, and then, this is, uh, just to clarify, yeah. female-focused. Female entrepreneurs yes. only, yeah. So all or female, female entrepreneurs listens and fa- uh, yeah. listening, <laughs> apply. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we started off as. So they apply and then we select a few. So this year we selected 12. Yeah. And then, wow. yeah, which is really, really exciting. new companies. Completely wow. new. And wow. they're incredible. They're actually incredible. And then as uh, once they've been selected, they go through programs. They meet every week or sometimes it's every other week and they get to do different workshops. But we have three different building blocks because one of the things that we found is that, yes, we can help them build their business. Mm. But if we don't have if they're not good as leaders, because like when you're running a business, you're not just like a product developer or like a service developer. You're a leader because you need a team. Yes. It's really hard building a business if you don't have a team. I like the title. um uh, like if you're the founder of a company, mm. calling yourself the vision keeper. Exactly. I really like wow, that. Wow, that's uh, yeah, really good. I got it from uh, Sonia Nasserid, who's okay. the founder of Mojo Stocks. Ah. And um, because that's really what you are. And mm. with that, you have to be a leader. You have yeah. to be a salesperson. You have to be a, a fire extinguisher. Yeah. You have to be everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> and still manage your team and make sure yes. they're happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a big focus on leadership. Yeah, yeah. So the first building block was purely on them as leaders like who are you who do you want to be and how do you lead a good team Mm. and then the other block which we're in now Mm. is about building a scalable business Mm. and then at the end we're going to be working with like how do you go out and sell and market and just showcase your business to investors and to partners and all that kind of stuff I really like that setup. Yeah. So first you work on yourself. Yeah. Because in the last step you'll be out there. And if you haven't done this first part, you might lose yourself even in in the process. Yeah. Uh, So it's a great build up from working on yourself and then going public. Exactly. This is it. With the confidence and like the right support. Yeah. So that's what we do. Who do you have in these blocks? Is it, uh, do you have different people, um, external help? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much all the workshops are held by external experts. Mm. So we've basically asked people that are really good at what they do yeah. to do it. So we have big corporations and smaller entrepreneurs, yeah. just people that have done the journey somehow, oh, which is incredible. That's really a support yeah. for the new entrepreneurs. Yeah. 
Could you tell us a little bit more about these entrepreneurs? Just yeah, pick a few or yeah. pick a favorite one. <laughs> I can't say I have a favorite. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're all my favorites. Yes, yes. <laughs> But we have some, most of them are actually in like tech. Mm. Like they have platforms or apps. Mm. Uh, so digital one, products. Yeah, digital products, yeah. exactly. So we have a few that are like in uh, beauty. So one has like, what would you call it? More of a software, which is really cool. So, you know, when you go to the hairdressers yeah. and you you tell your hairdresser that I want my hair to look like this, mm. but they have no idea what's happened to your hair previously. Uh, so a way to track like oh, how do you, okay. what has been done and what can be done based on that so that you actually get the output that you want. This is not a problem that I myself yeah. have experienced, but I can see the need yeah. for that. So yeah. you have like a, the data of this exactly. has been done before, this coloring, this whatever, mm. so you don't uh, fuck it up. Exactly, <laughs> okay. exactly. Smart. So that's really smart. And just um, yeah. to dive into that business. Yeah. <laughs> so the pitch will be to hairdresser, no, to the users. Be, I think it'll be to both. I haven't actually asked them. We're still working on that. Yeah, We're going to yeah. do the pitch session in two weeks. Okay, as great. Well, so. And you're in that scaling block now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So obviously it'll be for the hairdressers because they can give a better service. Yeah. But also for you as an individual, like you can to make ask. Sure yeah. To keep your hair. Yeah. So I think it's like a two-way thing. And from our last session, she's like, oh my gosh, I can do this as well. So like mm. we're finding new ways and we have a focus on sustainability. Mm. So how can every one of them, regardless of what they're working with, work with sustainability? That's great. So that's what we're trying to, like, to define even more. Get that in directly. Yeah. Because that's the strength of being a startup. In this um, environmental struggle yeah. that we're in, all the startups has the, have the yeah. possibility to start sustainable. Exactly. It's harder for the larger exactly. corporations. Yeah, so I think that's super important. Do you have another one? Yes, yes. I can give you two more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was the beauty and then we have another one who works she has an app for pregnancy mm-hmm. uh, and they're actually quite big okay uh, it's called the Preggers app so the first one was called Hair Journal and this one the one I'm talking about now is called Preggers Preggers yeah. yeah so it's an app where you can track your pregnancy basically and they have like little figures for like uh, have you seen like it? different yeah. fruits and yeah, stuff yeah exactly okay, is that them yeah. they're big I <laughs> they're think really everyone good. that I've seen uh, all my friends that are pregnant yeah, right they now have on it. Instagram they're using yes. that yes. wow okay so they're super cool as well and one of the founders is a female so she's part of the program as well okay it sounds with that pro- uh, that product mm. that they built in a virality yes. in having the like different fruits exactly. and they made it very shareable. Exactly. So that's smart to think really of. Really smart. Making your product viral from the start. Yeah. I think you have to like, what is it that people want? And I think if you have like a tech app, you probably know this as well. It's like, it's all to do with your users. Yes. And generally you want like a huge user base yes. to even start like making money out of it. And then you have to ask yourself like, how do I get this user base and if they have no reason to share it how are you going to grow it exactly so it's like you can spend a lot of money in marketing but you don't have that money as a startup or you can get the people that actually use the product love the product to share it and want to share it exactly so does she have like a freemium model where I'm not sure okay yeah we're talking business model next week because I can see like you can have a base where you can put in some numbers and track some stuff and then you pay to get even more yeah Yeah. maybe consultation that could be a way yeah that could be a way a lot I think one of the initiatives is that the data comes from like 
it's validated data oh, yeah. in as well. So they have like Oh yeah, that. not like the Google search no, and you don't no. know what's true no, or not. No, no, yeah, no. that's yeah. risky with so, pregnancies especially. Exactly. And I think that's I think there's so many truths mm-hmm. out there. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one. That's one. Really Preggers. cool, yeah. And then the last one is called Trig Renovering, which is yeah. like safe uh, renovate renovation. renovation yeah. yeah. And she's like a lawyer by heart, like for uh, yeah. From the start? From the start, yeah. I was like, by birth, but no. <laughs> she came by out birth. as a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's basically found uh, like a problem in like when you're renovating your house or whatever it is that maybe you've uh, struggled with like finding the right uh, painter or whatever it is and throughout the process you don't really know what's happening and things go wrong and you don't have like a safe contract. And then she's basically built this platform where you can have like the contract you can pro like you can follow the process and you can find your uh, painters you can find all these like uh, people that can help you with your uh, renovation basically so it's sort of in the in the base it's a project management yeah. uh, platform where you and the contractor yeah. can follow the process yeah. continuously and make sure it sticks to the the agreed upon yeah structure. the contract yeah, yeah. The contract yeah, yeah. smart it's and really i'm guessing smart. so she as a lawyer saw yeah. all of these problems yeah. yeah are all of these companies sprung out of a personal mm. problem seeing or what you call it like i'm thinking the preggers yeah yeah so yeah because she came up with it when she was pregnant yes yeah and then this one yeah actually yeah all three of them that I gave as an example are actually yeah because that's really I lecture in schools mm. and talk about entrepreneurship mm. that's what it's titled as but I'm talking about yeah. self-education of course yeah. but when it comes to entrepreneurship it's to make it set, to simplify it mm. you're solving a need or a problem yeah or both yeah so this is really problem yeah. solving and you it's easier to find problems in your life from exactly. your day-to-day situations. Exactly. And I think that's a good basis to start mm. as well because mm. then you know that this is a real problem for me. Yes. Maybe it's for other people. We start just need to find research. them. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing a little bit. I think this can give the 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 listeners uh a view of what an entrepreneur is, exactly. where the ideas come from, mm. and then what the process is. Exactly. And if they want to know, like, get more detail, but mm. uh, yeah, to get more into it, mm. they can contact you, of exactly. course. Exactly. Just to get that in directly, where can they contact you? Oh, yeah. You? <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they can go to Instagram at shesa. Yes. Uh, .com with two M's at the end. Oh, yeah. Someone stole R. <laughs> I'll find you. So <laughs> you. <laughs> you have a lawyer exactly <laughs> <laughs> and also jean at shesup.com they can email me as well perfect yeah. perfect so when will the next uh, program be starting so the next one will be 2020, 2020 and we'll open the applications at the like June autumn okay yeah I'll get uh, a few people to apply yeah they need to apply I think to it's going to be great So, back to you then, Jean. Yes. Leadership. Yes. That seems to be something that you're truly passionate about. Yeah. You talk a lot about self-leadership as yeah. well as leadership in large on yeah. your social channels. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into that, except the studies, or was it the studies? 
that got I you think, into it? No, I think it's personal experience, to be honest. Yes. I think somewhere along the line, I started realizing that uh, life is hard, like yeah. super hard. Yeah. And either I could choose to uh, let life run me or I can try and take control uh, as much as I possibly can. Mm, that's a great message. Yeah. I, I think it's the underlying message here with learnability. Yeah. You have to. So I think that's where leadership came in because I was realizing that when you start working in a new team, for example, you get so frustrated because everyone else is stupid, basically. Mm. (laughs) You're like, it's everyone else's fault and it's not your fault. But then when you start looking in like, but why did I react? Mm. And that's when I started looking at, okay, how am I as a person? How can I learn about other people? Remember, I really like psychology. So I was like, this was really interesting to me. And then I started reading more about like, how can I lead myself to be a better leader for others Mm. and to be just a better human basically as well talking about reading last time uh, we spoke about seven habits of highly effective people (laughs) so if you could pick something out from there let's talk a little bit about that book and and push it let's market that book (laughs) we do not get paid for this This is not a paid collaboration (laughs) I wish it was (laughs) no but I think that that book actually changed a lot in me as well Mm. like the way I see things and the way I prioritize I think the one one of the greatest things that I took away was this whole I don't know if you remember, like in the beginning, he talks about with the beginning, no, start to with the end in mind. Yes, start with the end in yes. mind. And he basically talks about like when you envision like what you want to do and how you prioritize, because a lot of it has to do with how you prioritize your life mm. and not this like, oh, you need to be more efficient and more effective. It's about choosing the right priorities yes. for you and for where you want to go in the future. Yes. And that means you have to have your the end in mind. So where do I want to be? Who do I want to be as a person? And he talks about having like a personal mission statement. Yeah, that's and the best. It's so best. great. Yes. I think everyone should write one. Everyone should. Yeah. And I've started writing it every year now. Mm-hmm. So every year and I have it like beside my bed. As like literally like this is who I want to be as a person like, in terms of my priorities. These are the people that I want to focus on. I maybe I want to focus extra extra much on like my career this year, mm. or it could be anything. Like everything has to be in there because your life is not just your career. Exactly. Or like I wanted to ask you, do out. you have one one for your personal one and yeah. one for she's up, or have you sort of combined them? I've combined it for myself more, but it's more personal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because then, I did one for myself, and then when I had a team, yeah. uh, we did one together. Okay. I think that's really that's good really in good. setting together what's our mission statement. Yeah. No, I haven't done that, actually. We've got, like, a line, like a goal setting, oh, but yeah. not, like, a full-on. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a good exercise. That's really and good. that's the best thing about it. Mm. It's good to get it down. Mm. It's good to have it. It's good to repeat it. But the first time you sit down and actually think of, okay, I'm going to write my personal mission statement. Who do I actually want to be? Exactly. Taking the time to reflect and and navigating. And like you said, without that, you can think you're running fast. You're, you're doing a lot of stuff, yeah. and but you're not effective. You're not taking yourself towards your goal. No, and you're running completely the yeah, wrong way. Different, detour. back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And so that's one for the mm. driven person to have yeah. um, sort of a, a clarity in where you're going. Yeah. But for the person as well that maybe hasn't started or yeah. don't know where to start mm. or feeling overwhelmed, it's just write it down, exactly. set the ambition mm. and then start taking small, small steps exactly. in that direction. So it works it really for both. Yeah. 
And I think you don't have to make you don't have to make it a big thing. No, like I spent I literally spend the whole day, yeah. like every like the beginning of the year, I spend mm. like a whole day just. So I write my mission statement and my goals, and then I break it down into like part goals, like mm. what do I need to do monthly mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, but you don't have to do it that big. You just start small, and I, eventually it will grow. I actually started. Um, it's it's funny to see the development. So I yeah. started doing it very elaborate. Yeah. I wrote a lot of stuff and it's, it has gotten shorter and shorter. Yeah. You just like define over, yeah. uh, overarching uh, themes like yeah. give before getting and, yeah. and stuff like that. Maybe it's because you actually know what you're doing now. Yes. Like you're so clear. Yes. Because generally even in writing, they say if you mm. write short and co- like concise, yeah. that means you know what you're writing. Yes. So, but cool. most of the time you have a first draft. Yeah. So for everyone listening, you, yeah. it doesn't have to be That's perfect. True. Just get the first draft exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And read the book. It's and so read good. the book. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you were talking about, like leadership and group. I like the yeah. interpersonal mm. uh, part. So he uh, wrote Stephen Covey yeah. in the book, wrote about you can either be independent yeah dependent oh yeah or interdependent yes, that hit my heart so yes hard. when i realized that that's so true <laughs> you see people that are independent mm. and that's good in some way mm. but interdependent is yeah. better yeah so you are independent but also dependent on other people yeah. that is yeah. that balance yeah that you can find there that's so interesting and do you um think a lot about that and implement that thinking mm. in your leadership classes yeah i think i do it in like indirectly as well yeah because i think that at least in my team they have now with she's up is i have really really strong women in my team mm. they're really really good and mm. i'm like i want them to be super in independent yeah and like run with their ideas and everything but at the same time we have to remember that we're part of a team yeah. so we are dependent on each yes, other exactly. and finding that balance is really hard yes. especially with strong personalities mm. it's like I know you're amazing but we can be even more amazing together Yes. so and I think it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning like regardless of who you are you still need people around you definitely so yeah it's finding it's a hard balance but just like having the word for it yeah. like when I learned the word interdependent becomes so more easier to remember or have something to fall back to exactly yeah and anything else from the book that you remember i think everything i think one of the matrix so he talks about like uh, the matrix time efficiency yeah oh yeah so like the different categories i have to go back to that one that one was so good it's so good i haven't brought it with me as much it's so good and that i actually use on a weekly basis yeah could you explain it yeah, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll so it's like a matrix. So it's like four, uh, four uh, uh, squares. Squares. Yeah. It's, it's a one big square. Yeah. With four squares in it. In it. Yeah. yeah. That basically prioritize. So on the left hand side, it would be something like uh, what would it be? Uh, high importance, I think yes, it is. Exactly. And then urgency on the other angle yes. or axis, you would say. Yeah. Yeah. And then basically, uh, like far in on your left, like closest to both, like in the inside, it would say maybe these are the things that are low, uh, urgent, low in urgency and low of importance, yeah. which means basically you shouldn't be doing them yes. at all. Mm. And it could be 
trivial things like watching TV, Facebook, Facebooking, Instagram, Insta- <laughs> Snapchatting, Snapchat. get off Snapchat. <laughs> All those things exactly. uh, are just like they're not bringing any value. They're not important and they're yeah. not urgent. Exactly. Yeah. And yet so you find you yourself doing, doing it yes. forever. And I want to just add in there mm-hmm. uh actually i just now made that connection mm. it's it's those things i think we fall into so i've been yeah. talking about like what we've inherited evolutionary mm. taking the path of least resistance mm. and and yeah i think that's so we have a bias towards that yeah and that's why it's so important and yeah. interesting to read books like this and exactly. start working against these exactly. biases exactly. because i think all of us even the most driven people mm. have a bias or tendency to mm. go towards that mm. but they're more they remember to battle this yeah. more so yeah. they're continuously reminding yeah. themselves yeah and i think that's a really good point because just because you've gotten far or like i think you see steve jobs and you see all these like really successful people and you're like oh they probably didn't have that Or, but it's like everyone, I think everyone has it exactly is, yeah. but you've just For found everyone. a way to deal with it yes somehow yes somehow and where do you want to be if I remember it you want to be in the important yeah and not urgent yeah exactly. that's like because that's long term yes. it's important yes. it's long term yes but even entrepreneurs I yeah. guess we get stuck in the important and, and urgent. urgent exactly yes. exactly and those things that are like important and urgent they're important obviously yes. and you want to do it but you don't want to spend all your time in Swedish you say släcka brända like yes. uh, firefighting firefighting yes. exactly you don't want to be He's in that stage yeah. yeah so you're constantly like solving others problems that are like coming in last minute yes. and you don't have time to plan yeah. because you could spend your time in the important and not urgent and that could be things like working out because yes. it's preventative methods mm. for a long term like health And it's not urgent, Very technically, example, yeah. but it's super important. Yes. And then also things like goal planning mm. or these things like writing down your mission statement. It's not urgent at all. No. You can do it at any point, but it's super important in order for you to know where you're going. Yes. And yet we kind of like put that to the side thinking, oh, I don't need it right now or not tomorrow and not the day. Next thing you know, it's June and you still don't have any goals. Exactly. <laughs> and your business might derail or whatever exactly. because you haven't had that uh, goal. Exactly. So I think that's really important to find the time. It doesn't have to be weekly, but just finding a routine. It could be as simple as once every other month. Yeah. I actually read, a, I'm reading a book now. Yeah. And it's a guy called Craig Groeschel. Yeah. I and he talks about, yeah, he's really big in like leadership. Okay. And he has a podcast as well, a leadership podcast. Okay. Really, really good. I might have heard it. Yeah. And he talks about that every year he starts one new habit. I thought that was brilliant because me, I'm like, I'm going to start five new habits every <laughs> single year. Do you think any of them? <laughs> no, no they don't start. <laughs> so he picks one habit one and habit. decides to keep it throughout the year. Throughout the year. Okay. And he's like, that's my only focus this year. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you think long term, because I think this is the mindset that we're in at the moment that everything has to go quick. I have to do everything right now. Yeah. Like there's no tomorrow, basically. Uh, whereas he's like, but if I'm going to live like, let's say 20 years, that means 20 new habits. Yes, that, so that really year. get the chance to stick as exactly. well because it has got a full year exactly. of trying it. Exactly. I like that. Which is so good. And yeah. he's like, now I've built like at least 10 new habits just for the past few years yeah. of having like the habit of making sure that this year I commit to one thing and that's it. 
When did you hear about this? Uh, I started reading this last month. Last month, Yeah, okay. so I'm halfway through the book. I was going to ask you if you have set one habit for this year. Yeah, my one habit this year is uh, working out working regularly. Out, yeah? yeah, great. And I chose that because I've noticed that working out can have an impact on everything else. So it gives me discipline, it gives me good health, which means I'll be able to work more in everything else yes. and I'll have energy to spend with my family Your friends. blood flow is better exactly. energy flow and actually there's the blood fr- flow to the brain as exactly. well so you're cognitively thank you for lifting exactly. that we're actually right now yeah. we just launched the ability camp ah, yeah. and we're connecting the, the cognitive process mm-hmm. of progress mm-hmm. and the physical process of ah, progress so, so exactly what you said with the discipline yeah. the, the, there's the tangible and the intangible exactly. stuff with training yeah it's so and all research says the same yes. thing. It's so valuable. So I think everyone just just get into the habit of working out. It doesn't have to go. You don't have to go to the gym exactly. either. Just, just walk active, like something. Active. Yeah. yeah. And does that, because when I go into periods where I really focus on, I always work out, mm. but like you were talking about in the mm. beginning of the episode, you, you have your ups and downs, yeah. but my downs is at least three um, exercises per week. Wow, and, that's good. And my ups can be up to towards six. Mm. Uh, we're about to launch a, a campaign where we'll be going really hard, but yeah. that's another time. <laughs> <laughs> but when I go into my ups and mm. really focus and go into mm. uh, it, mm. the dietary part comes as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's hard to eat bad food as exactly. well. Exactly. Is it the same for yeah, you? Yeah, that's so... Because then I see the effect and I'm like, I don't want to ruin this. Exactly, yeah. It's like you're, you're fined more. Exactly. That's why I didn't have the bread this morning for breakfast. <laughs> I also left the bread. I exactly. just some <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, there's so many benefits for that. That's why I chose that. But you can obviously choose any, any uh, habit that you want. Yeah. Yeah. So... Back to your mission then. Yes. What change would you like to see in like structure wise or social wise or what are you trying to, uh, what what future would you like to see? I think for me, I just want to see, it's as simple as I want to see everyone have equal opportunities. Like if I want to build the next Spotify, I should be able to do that. And not be hindered by the fact that I'm a woman or the fact that I don't have the right network or the right, I don't know, the exact right person sitting with the money in this investment company or whatever it is. I think everyone that has a good idea and the possibility, I think they should be able to do it. It will help the society so much. I think there's so many people that have really good ideas, but they just don't get, uh, they don't get the opportunity to do it. And in the word, that's so true. I totally agree. And uh, I think that's like my mission as well, mm. or the world I would like to see. Mm. And I think that like in the worst case scenario with this, mm. when you have driven people or with good ideas mm. that don't get the opportunity, I, I think w- when you can't achieve your goals, yeah. it affects you mentally. Yeah, definitely. So I Definitely. think a lot of the like mental Definitely. illness, we have an inner, the, what I'm trying to say is that we have an inner pursuit of fulfillment. Exactly. That we all That's should be really able well to yeah. pursue. That's really well put. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of, uh, I think I've seen that as well, not going too much into details, like with some people around me as well, that when you fail and you fail and you fail and you don't fail because you're not good enough, mm. you fail because the structures and the mm. systems around you don't allow you to fulfill your potential. Yeah it really breaks you down yes. because it's like, it's, I can't do anything. Yeah. It's yeah. 
the unfairness. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that really hits harder on your, like, you start doubting yourself mm. differently and all that kind of and stuff. the world, like... Yeah. Like, there's no point of me doing this mm. because I'm never going to get the opportunity. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Mm. And also, like, some of the research also says that women stop running their businesses earlier than men okay. for different reasons. Mm. I would like to know what those reasons mm. are. Mm. And we were discussing this as well at a seminar and some came up with the idea that maybe it is because you get there and then you want to get funding. And as we know, like 1% of the funding mm. <laughs> goes to female entrepreneurs, yes. which is like about 30% of the businesses are started by female entrepreneurs. So there's a huge gap. Yeah. I've also had experience. I met a female founder with a mm. really good idea, mm. but she's had a hard time in finding funding. And, yeah. and I could notice there's a big frustration. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. But with that said, mm. let's uh, on the positive side, there yeah. are the, she's up there. Uh, yeah. We're trying to encourage you to empower yourself and, yeah. and believe in yourself and build yeah. confidence in your learnability. Mm. There's so many networks out so there. So ones. today you can find someone to yeah. find, uh, get that support, even yeah. successful entrepreneurs. So we're sitting here today mm. uh, trying to build our businesses. Mm. There are entrepreneurs before us exactly. that has, from the same position, mm. managed to build it mm. and have a, a impact uh, paid forward exactly. focus today. Exactly. So reach out to people. Yeah. Let them know wh where you are and what you want to do. Exactly. And, and don't keep be on shy. trying. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Don't yeah. be shy. It's a good one. Just yeah. ask. It's, it's so simple. And yeah. if you get a no from an uh, entrepreneur or someone, just think, th uh, put yourself in that person's position. Mm. It might be a busy schedule. It might exactly. be whatever. Make it as simple as possible when mm. you do the ask. Mm. And if you get a no, mm. understand that it's not no because you're whatever exactly. you are. It's a no because, mm. yeah, something else. Exactly. So try again. Exactly. And can I add another book tip on that? Yes, what you were please. saying? Because yes, <laughs> I think that reminds me of uh, Brene Brown. Have you heard of her? Yes. I'm in love with her. I like so I actually, I love her. She has a on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I saw it. That's yeah. actually where I got introduced to her uh, just a week ago. <laughs> you need to read her book. Yeah, uh, my favorite book is The Gifts of Imperfection, and she talks about shame. So, like, she's a shame researcher, oh, yes. and talks about like how that applies to you and how that changes who you are and like how you react to things. And she talks about a lot of things, but that's one of the things that also changed me. Like how the way I perceive myself and like seeing when people say no to me yeah. knowing that I'm still valuable yeah. even if they say no to me has not literally nothing to do with me exactly. and my value and who I am as a person so I think that's it's good to make the distance like it's not me it's like maybe it's not the right timing as you're saying or whatever it is but it's really it's got nothing to do with you as a person that's so good because you have to switch that self-talk yeah. yeah so you could be out running and, and uh, you get tired and you can tell yourself ah, I deserve exactly. to take a break or exactly. uh, switch that self-talk mm. into something positive that helps you yeah so at the end of the day you can either think Uh, I'm the wrong person exactly. or you can think oh, this is the wrong opportunity exactly which one helps you mm. both of them could be true yeah but which one helps you exactly it's so it's a mindset thing yeah. so great and I love the the, the metacognition thinking about thinking yeah uh, like yeah. I, I, yeah I'm really into that yeah so it's super interesting and so valuable in every aspect of life thank and like in that. every relationship she talks about. it's so yeah. good just read it oh thank you for that book tip <laughs> do we have time for uh, maybe a few of my recurring questions yeah go yeah, for it let's go how much time do you dedicate to self-education oh 
if you count books and podcasts, I would say at least a couple of hours per week. Yeah? Yeah. That's great. And uh, you mentioned two sources, books and podcasts. Yeah. Do you have one favorite one or are those together your favorite? I mean, those together, I just I just discovered Amazon Kindle, best thing ever. Mm. Amazon Kindle together with Audible, because then you can read the book and, and hear the, yeah, best invention ever. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the EdTech uh, product I was talking about yeah. earlier, it's, it's in that Really? Uh, okay, I'm going to be your first customer. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's so, it makes it so easy. Reading mm. is good because you immerse yourself in the reading exactly. is the way it's written so mm. the, the writer has um, really thought of getting you into exactly. the words mm. but listening makes it so much easier exactly so listening to audiobooks is great yeah. and podcasts you get that conversation exactly. type of uh, I love podcasts yeah love answers it. back and forth and hopefully yeah. the interviewer asks the question you would want to exactly. ask exactly yeah. yeah so both of them actually So what's your best hack for learning? Ooh, uh, I would keep it as simple as I learn from people. Yeah. <laughs> I always say this because, I mean, you can read as many books as you want or whatever it is, but I think the biggest learning comes from just conversations mm. with new people, mm. people that are completely different to you that you wouldn't even ma imagine talking to. Yes. I think I've learned so much just from speaking to people generally. That's amazing. I think the best thing the best like type of knowledge you can get mm. from podcasts for example mm. is perspective wise exactly and getting it live from a person yeah. is really enhancing that yeah it's really yeah so i think just being curious about people like who are you mm. where like what's your story and How all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah yeah and uh, my favorite question yeah <laughs> if you were to write a book that would be read by all young adults in the world what would be the title and subtitle no. of that book That's a hard one. I actually want to write a book. Yes. But I have no idea what I'm going to write about. Uh, I would like to write about... Hmm. Do you think it would be related to your uh, business or more your life or some other aspect of life? I think I want... My dream is to have like a business book that kind of brings in the perspectives of other people mm. so that's my dream mm. something like how they did it or something yeah. but a bit more practical as well yeah, yeah. that's great that makes Ooh, any sense uh, one of my uh, favorite podcasts I can't even say favorite podcasts mm. I have like uh, several yeah several <laughs> favorite but how I built this yeah yeah that's in book a good format. one yeah yes. oh they have a book no I'm okay, saying like, you're, you're, no no <laughs> you're gonna create that book yes yes I think that would be the perfect, so just showing how people have done it, yeah. but also from a more human perspective, like them as people, like the motions behind mm. it and all that kind of stuff, and yes. then giving tips and tricks on how you can do it, practical tips and tricks. That's great. So you're humanizing the entrepreneur yeah. while you're giving practical tips. Exactly. It's That's hard to not start a company after reading that Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out 2021. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. You heard it here first. <laughs> So, in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Ooh, I think the biggest belief would be maybe uh, the importance of relationships. Mm. Uh, can I say that? Yeah, collaborations and relationships. Also, yeah, it's both personal mm. and in your business, exactly. I'm guessing relationships overall like yeah. i think i've just realized that 
everything is dependent on the people mm. that you're with, that you're working with, that impact you. Because I think one example would be if you have people around you that are a negative force. Mm. Like, how would that affect you building your business yes. or whatever it is? But if you have people that are pushing you and saying, you're amazing, you can do whatever you want, like, that will change your belief in yourself as well. It's so great. I have, like, um, this is probably not right, but for me, mentally, mm. I have taken Dunbar's number. Mm. Uh, have you heard of that? No. Like, it's, it's a theory of how many uh, close relationships we can have. Huh. So the maximum is 150 really? close relationships. So yeah. it's different circles. That's the outer circle. Yeah. And then you have circles within that. Okay. And really close friends are five. Really? So I've taken that yeah. and combined it with... Uh, show me your three closest friends mm. and I can tell you who you are. Yeah. So, to, ah, yeah. That's to get, so good. So I think the further out you go in that circle, mm. the in the inner, the closest five, mm. I think that's sort of mm. a representation of yeah. who you will become and how yeah. you will act. And then the further out it goes, uh, the, the less impactful it yeah. is. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. I'm gonna read that. I'll I'll try to write an article. Yeah, about that, I think actually. you should because yeah. I think that's so. I think people underestimate and they're like, "Why am I not getting anywhere?" Yes. But your support system, yes. like, who are they? Yes, and all that kind of stuff. So there comes a like a hard part in that. Yeah. So saying that is, I believe that's very true. Mm. But it also means that you probably have to not get rid of, mm. but not be too close yeah, with a few limits yes of, yeah. how do you go about in that that is the hardest thing ever yeah. that is literally once you that's discipline that's discipline but it's also I think that goes back to like knowing who you are as a person where you want to be mm. and who you want to be as yeah. a person yeah. so I think if you realise that okay this person is making me into a negative person like they're affecting you in a way then I don't think you should have them no. in your life but if it's more like I'm not strong enough to say no mm. uh, and realizing that I'm still loved even if I say no to this person yes. then you can still have that and it could even make you stronger as a person Definitely. so it's like it's both ways like mm. realizing is it too much of an impact or am I strong enough to impact them oh, kind of great. thing yeah yeah. and either way you go about it it will be a challenge yes. so prepare for a challenge yes. but it's so worth it like yeah. you said it's a, it's a long run so yeah. uh, keeping that person for 20 years or yeah. those people for 20 years yeah. versus not have, having the perfect circle yeah. or a better circle for yeah. you in those 20 years it yeah. makes a big difference exactly and I think also not thinking that uh, everyone's going to be perfect in your circle because no. we're all human yeah. and just because someone did something stupid once like oh, I'm not yeah, going to no. cut them exactly that's not it at all <laughs> no. it's about the energy and the support exactly. and the direction mostly I believe exactly mm. yeah. yeah so what are you eager to learn within the near future ooh I am eager I think we spoke about this at some point, but I love everything that has to do with emotional intelligence. Oh, yeah. That fascinates me so much. I think just more about people and like emotional intelligence and how to build that even more. So I think that is something I want to learn more and more about. That's really interesting. Yeah. Field. I'm, I'm really int- in, interested in uh, behavioral science yeah. and it really touches yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, the interdependentness, exactly. interpersonality and yeah. Yeah, I think that is one thing but also I've started reading books about negotiation mm. and not like business negotiation as such but mm. like 
if you see negotiation as an art of like building relationships. Okay. That that's another book that you have to read if you it's haven't read it. Give and take in exactly. all situations. Mm, in everything. I'm getting the premise of that it's book. It's so okay. good. And that book is called uh Never Split the Difference. Never split. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. You need to read it. You need Who's to, the author? Uh, his name is Chris Voss. Chris Voss, okay. And he's super, in my eyes, like, I'm like, I love this book. Yeah, yeah. But he's a former FBI agent mm. from, like, a counter-terrorism uh, unit. And he talks about, like, how they have to negotiate in these situations. It's not like you can never split the difference. You can't say that, okay, I'll give you half a life okay. for the money. Mm. Like, they have to win. Yes. And the only no... way they can win is building relationships with the terrorists and people and stuff like that. I might have heard him on a podcast probably yeah I'm, yeah. I'm recognizing this yeah. and that was a great episode it's such a good book it's that. such a and you can use it for a- anything mm. I've started using it on my colleagues yeah. like yeah. everything it's just like understanding who are you and what do you actually want mm. and how can we find like this middle ground that will benefit both of us without anyone really having to compromise that goes back to seven habits you remember yeah. the win-win part yes was it exactly win-win-win was it three I think it's win-win-win win-win-win yeah. there's lose win oh yeah you can have different scenarios lose 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 win yeah Yeah, whatever so it goes back to that finding that win win uh, situation and how to do that practical tools I'm guessing it's really good it's really good and lastly Mm. what uh, what's the kindest thing somebody has done to you oh I feel like people are really nice generally yeah Um, I think lately it's people that have gone out of their way. Like there's this one woman, she's amazing. Yeah. And she knows who she is, but she's really opened doors for me. Like in places where I'm like, I could never get there. Can we her. lift her name? Because I really want to give her a shout out as okay. well. She's fantastic. I know who you're talking about. You know? Oh, uh, yes. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What an amazing human amazing. being. She is amazing. She is amazing. Like literally open doors and yes. she's like, I just want to, you know, someone who just has like a really good heart and genuinely wants to see other people succeed. Yes. She's one of them. Fantastic. She's, yeah. That's she's amazing. That's a great way to end this exactly. podcast. Exactly. Support yeah. and uh, networking and then collaboration. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank this Thank you. It's been great talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to the Learnability Podcast and I'm your host, Innocent McGinda. If you want to contribute to the platform or find previous episodes and additional material, you can do that at learnability.online. Learnability.online. And oh yeah, don't forget to subscribe.